Problem Solvers, how are you guys doing today? Welcome, welcome back. I am your host, Talia Toha. How's everyone doing today? Are we good? We good? And if you're not good, that's okay. That's why we have this podcast, because the goal is to find really ways to be good, but also to deal with when things are not so good, right? And this is true in life and definitely in business as well. And which is why today I wanted to talk about ways that you can read anyone instantly. And this is <laughs> this is really interesting because... It's a really fun topic. I cannot wait to dive into this. And when you discover some really, really great ways to read people, you really kind of unlock opportunities to really serve your serve other people in the best possible way. Now, if anyone is tuning into this episode because you wanted to take it take advantage of somebody else please don't okay just leave the show unfollow and that's not the goal the goal here is we want to find ways to read people instantly so that you can serve and share your offering in a meaningful way because it's important because if you can't share your offering then they won't be able to learn from you they won't be able to benefit from it they won't be able to change their lives and that is a huge huge difference for them and definitely for you as well and the reason why i want to talk about this is because there's always the question of the ask and what the ask looks like when you're in business when you have something that you're amazing that you've built a program something that you want to offer what does asking for the ask look like and how can you do it after you do the right reading, right? And I think this is super true because a lot of times things surprise you. You're thinking, well, this has gone great. This has gone perfectly. And um, I have been doing all of the things that I need to do. And they are doing all of the things that I expected that they'd like to do as well. And so this is a no-brainer. And yet, sometimes the result proved otherwise. What happened there? Is it a misread? That's what we're going to be talking about today. So once you're done with this podcast, you will come home, you will take home several valuable gems that you can then adapt and adopt and put it into your business and really make it your own. The first one being what it means to read something, right? Not just a book, but ways to read a person, somebody who is dynamic, moving and organic. That's the, that's the first one. The second one is, can you find ways to read anyone, anyone really, right? And not just, you know, your people that you know very, very well, your friends, your family, your mom and dad, your neighbors, but anyone, people who just come your way just yesterday or today, you don't know them, they don't know you very well, can you read anyone? And what does that look like from the standpoint of a meaningful business that you want to create? And thirdly, how can you read anyone instantly? Today, today, right? If everything else falls apart, you don't have time to read all the books and things, what are some things that you can start applying today? And how can you do that the minute that you encounter somebody else and read some of the things. Now, I wanted to emphasize, I don't talk about, uh, you know, body language very much. I don't talk about any of that. That's not my subject matter expertise. But I have learned a few things that are 
very hidden, very nuanced that actually deserve more attention. And this is so important. It's so, so crucial to look at things from this way. Okay. So without further ado, Growth Solvers, hit that follow or subscribe button and let's get growing. Okay, you guys. So I wanted to take all of us back to that hilarious moment. And I don't know if you guys watch the, the tonight show or any of the late night shows on TV, but I, I do. I occasionally do when I have time. And I remember watching an episode when Nicole Kidman got on Jimmy Fallon's show. And I think it's called the late night show or the tonight show. I can't remember. Tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. That's the one. And I remember <laughs> if you've already seen the video, then this is great. But if you haven't been in a while, you haven't done it in a while, and maybe you haven't actually ever seen it, I'll give you a quick refresh and recap. So basically, Jimmy Fallon, really just this hilarious comedian, right? Really fun, great with people, amazing with most everyone, all the guests that have come on his show. For the first time ever, this was a number of years ago, had Nicole Kidman on his show. And Nicole Kidman, a lot of you guys know, is a very famous actress, a Hollywood legend, all this good stuff. And when she came on, Jimmy and Nicole immediately started giggling like a little kid. And we all kind of, when we were watching that, and that was the first time I saw it, I was like, what's going on? Why are they like giggling? And what suddenly became obvious was that apparently years before, you know, this sit down on the Tonight Show, Jimmy and Nicole had met by way of a mutual friend who introduced both of them. And the mutual friend had mentioned to Nicole that, hey, Jimmy is, you know, single and wants to get with you and, and see, you know, a few things and, uh, and, and see what's possible. And the same thing, he would say the same thing to Jimmy and said, oh, Nicole has this new movie, Enchanted or whatever it is, wanted to talk a little bit about that with you. Can, can we come over? And we being the, the mutual friend and Nicole Kipman to come over to Jimmy's then very bachelor apartment, very single, right? If you imagine kind of your college dorm room, this is probably the, the, the setting, the setting here that, uh, that Jimmy is talking about. And so evidently, Jimmy thought that the get together was more about talking about a movie opportunity. Nicole thought that it was more about uh, a possible get together, perhaps more in a romantic way. And I don't know who kind of dropped the ball in the communications. It could have been the mutual friend. I don't know. It could have been Jimmy. It could have been Nicole. Who knows, right? We don't know. Nobody knows. But the point is, when they were sitting together face to face, Nicole suddenly said, all I knew was that I was interested in you. And Jimmy at that second was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he had no idea that Nicole had romantic intentions, right? And we're going to get to how this fits into the context of business, of course, in just a little bit. But I wanted to kind of really point out how 
this man at that point was fully adult. He wasn't like a, you know, some eight-year-old, 10-year-old who had no clue how the world works and how dating works and any of that. And at the same time, he had no idea that who at the time was probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest movie star in the world, was thinking and seriously considering dating him. And he was just floored. And the rest of the show was hilarious with all of these kind of, you know, sexual tension, which was hilarious to begin with. And you see that Jimmy and Nicole fumbled through sentences, trying to keep it professional. And Nicole was trying to promote her movie. And Jimmy tried to save the whole interview. And and yet the whole audience, audience and even the band knew that something is going on. And they kept laughing. Everybody kept laughing and giggling. And it was just a hilarious sight for us right? For us. But I was reading this other article <laughs> after that interview came out about how essentially there is now a confirmation that all men was fearing, right? The confirmation that, oh my goodness, somebody out there who might be your kind of dream crush for the longest time may have returned the favor and you had no idea. You had no idea because you didn't read the situation correctly. You didn't room the, uh, read the room correctly and you didn't read this person correctly, right? So it is so funny. And in the context of work, workplace, colleagues, bosses, clients, business partners, right? Your audience even. A lot of times, we may have misread certain clues that seem, oh, it's got to be this. That's got to be that. And when, in fact, the person on the other side who your aim is to speak to them and your aim is to interact with them have something completely different. And so that brings us to how can we read people and how can we read anyone and can we read anyone instantly? And I want to actually start with basically talking about this one question that one of my students came up to me once and asked me, Talia, how do you know when you go for the ask, right? And of course, he was talking in the context of how do you get to ask basically whether they want to invest in what they're offering their services. I think at that, that person was a consultant and um, a coach. And so what does that look like when you want to, uh, when you want to go for the ask and how do you know when that's the right time? Can you read this? What are the signals? And whether this is about asking for a job or asking for someone to buy what you have, this is probably as tricky as protocols on asking someone to move in with you and deciding how not to offend the neighbor who has been way too loud at night, right? If you live in an apartment building, this is probably relevant to you. Or maybe you're living in a townhouse or you live close to your neighbor's house. Sometimes they throw a party and you're like ready to roll and ready to sleep. It happens, right? Or um, again, when you're asking someone out, asking for a job, asking to follow up, uh, about a job interview that you did and asking a, a potential client perhaps whether they're ready to move forward with what you're proposing. All of these things, it, it can be like walking on eggshell. And 
And then the question that we have to ask, though, is does it have to be like walking on eggshell? Does it really have to be that difficult? And I think, I think my answer to this is actually, I don't think it does. I really don't think that it has to be that dicey because think of a time when you just clicked with someone, you just hit it off. And I'm not even talking about boy girl relationship. I'm just talking about, you know, a friend or somebody that you just met, you know, uh, whoever, like you uh, run into somebody in the street and somehow you just clicked. And there might not be many of these examples, but there are at least one or two instances when you're just in a hang, you're in a dinner party or whatever, a get together and you start talking. And before you know it, you guys are laughing. And uh, and it's just magical, right? And it's almost like something instantly clicked and there's no eggshells involved and there's no misinterpretations or misreading. And it is also something, it also reminds me actually of the uh, kind of like the times when, you know, imagine that you walk into a restaurant and you knew exactly what to get. You knew exactly what you want to order. You're already thinking about it. Oh my goodness, this is my favorite dish. And you start smacking your lips when the food comes and you tuck into your meal, right? And when you're done, you're like, that was the best meal ever. Of course, it wasn't the best meal, but you felt like it, right? Things were right. And it wasn't like, oh, my goodness, like, is this the right thing to, to do or to say, right? Same thing when you're reading the book that a book that really spoke to you. And after you finish that read, you may have said something like, oh, my gosh, this is exactly what I need right now. Oh, my goodness, I cannot believe that I didn't know about it, right? Something like that. So all of these examples really prove to us that now maybe it shouldn't have, it doesn't have to be like walking on eggshells, right? And being able to read anyone in a deeper way such that both sides share this absolutely amazing experience, especially when you own a business, is actually much more important than we give it credit for. And reading anyone is actually much more than just about the things you've heard before, body language or even psychology though the those things have some play have their place in this conversation and they do play a role and there is time for us to talk about all those but it is actually much deeper and much more layered than simply looking at what they do or whether they're crossing their hands and putting some uh, putting their fingers on their chin right it's much more than that so i want to talk about a few things that I've discovered throughout the years uh, serving other people and helping other people uh, build something that they're proud of, start their business, grow their business, all of these things. There are essentially three things that I've discovered about reading other people and reading anyone instantly. Again, it is less about those tact tactical, technical things and, you know, things that you're like, oh, they put things in their hands in the pocket. That means, that must mean that they're angry or they're hiding something. That's not what I'm talking about. It is actually more about three things. And the first of those three things is about purposefully participating in the journey as an active participant. Okay, what is, okay, people might say, okay, Talia, what does that mean? What do you mean when you're reading people and you're 
participate participating in the journey what does that look like do i just kind of look somebody up and down no don't be don't be freaky that's that's weird okay don't do that uh what i mean is reading someone else in a way that has less to do with just sitting down and mindlessly inactively and passively taking everything in right there's a difference between actually listening and actually learning and reading and actually hearing things right it's proactive it's active it's not just reactive of course you might have reactions that you can't avoid that's fine uh but more importantly it's like the difference between reading a guilty pleasure book versus taking mental notes on a book that changed and can change your life right you can absolutely just read and blast through a book that's probably fine you'll probably get one or two things but when you're taking mental notes or maybe even physical notes you're writing things down you're underlining you're doggy earing the page right you're taking pictures or screenshot of that particular page so that you can remember about it days after that is purposefully participating in the journey now keep in mind i don't mean that you stalk the person right that's not again let's be real here let's use some common sense what i want to talk about is the huge difference between the two approaches the reactive approach the passive approach versus the actively actively and purposefully participating in the journey that is basically reading anyone right and one way may might make you kind of put yourself to sleep and make you lose interest in the other person and the other way though is made to keep your purpose alive what is the goal here when you're trying to read somebody is it just to kind of uh you know make money no that's not at all don't do that okay that's going to that's just not going to make you feel good and sleep sleep well at night the goal is basically to understand right to have a richer wealthier understanding about that person so that you can then share things in a way that helps them understand more about themselves helps them understand more about that problem that they're trying to fix that you're there to help right it's all of these things so when you read other people with purpose it's almost like a stunning dance and you've welcomed them into your genius and they in turn will welcome you in as well it's this magical exchange it's not just one person sitting on a chair and then like observing and reading and and like oh okay hand goes here oh you know cross their hands what does that mean like putting their uh hands on the on on the hip like what does that mean when they're crossing their legs no none of that right okay stay away from those those come way after once you do this those just come in naturally but again you want to ask questions that help them uncover what they need when you're purposely participating in the journey part of reading anyone is asking the right questions not just any questions okay of course you can start a conversation uh but you need to be a willing and generous participant in the experience and it is an experience because as i mentioned it's not just a one way street 
It is a beautiful dance, this lovely exchange of just shared experience. You say one thing, they say that. You ask this question and they kind of go, oh, you know what? I never thought of it this way, so on and so forth. So reading someone is about purposefully participating in the journey. That's one. The second thing is about basically reading someone is about highlighting what deserves more attention. Going back to the actual reading analogy when you're reading a book, right? This is something that you do as well. And I think we've done ourselves a huge disservice when we're always talking about reading in between the lines. I don't know who started saying this. And I think they obviously mean well when they say read between the lines. But I'm like, well, between the lines is this blank space. And um, it's not about between the lines. It's about things that have been shared or not shared just yet or will be shared and kind of having, again, that active participation. I don't think that you necessarily need to make up assumptions all the time, though educated guesses every now and then is necessary, right? But it's just like reading a book, as I mentioned, isn't it? You highlight things that stood out to you that they've also shown or expressed interest or kind of highlight as well, right? And together with them, it's almost like you can make something, you can create this absolutely invaluable conclusion together, right? And yes, this might include you offering your services or products or programs or business to them, of course. And you can usually tell when someone needs more time for going back to that question that one of my students asked about when is a good time to ask for the ask. You can usually tell when someone needs more time, when they treat you like it's a first date, right? It's not the time to move in, right? And we all kind of sense that and we need to treat it in this, in this with this kind of respect, right? Even though, even if you feel like, hey, things are moving forward, it's on top, you're on top of the world, whatever, be respectful of where the other person is. And so when someone says things like, when can we start or how can I do this? You should highlight that as a lovely sign to move forward and a lovely path to move forward, right? So highlighting what deserves more attention. It doesn't mean necessarily reading in between the lines. It's taking things that they've said, highlighting it, and putting a question mark, putting a circle around it, and just kind of bringing it to attention, maybe even talking about it to them and just say, hey, you mentioned blank, right? What does that actually mean to you? Like, well, how does that look like? And before you know it, you have a deeper, more intentional understanding, and the reading goes beyond surface level. It goes beyond just movements and body language and all of these tactics that I think can only get you so far before you exhaust yourself um, out, of, out of lack of purpose. Okay, so highlight what deserves more attention is the second one. Now, the third thing that is so important about reading other people is essentially being respectful of their pace. Okay, being respectful of their pace. What does this mean? Now, human beings are highly intelligent animals. We're all highly intelligent, even if we're like, oh, no, I'm not, you know, I don't have all of these uh, accolades, whatever. 
we're programmed so in in such a magnificent way that even when you know people are face to face with something that they actually really do need for whatever reason you know they may take they may talk themselves out of something that's good for them and we may have done this ourselves too like we talk ourselves out of something that we're like you know what that actually is important that actually is uh, really, really crucial. And I could really benefit from that. And yet you go home and you're like, well, maybe not. Oh, that sounds like it's too much work, blah, 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 right? It is your job to help them make decisions on things that they won't regret, including what you have to offer, right? And this is what it means to be respectful of their pace. There is a pace. There's a kind of a beat and rhythm to it. And if you pay close closer attention to how quickly or slowly they respond back to you when you're emailing them or how they respond to your answers when you're or your questions when you ask them certain things right even on zoom perhaps or if you pay attention to the timing of when they actually engage with you and or maybe when they decided to kind of stay quiet for a second, disappear from your the correspondence, from the exchange that you're having, from the conversation that you're having online. What does that mean, right? That's what it means to read other people. And then, only then can you decide whether or not to take what they say at face value or not. And that's fine, right? A lot of times people say, and we all, we all do this as well, we say certain things, but we actually mean this other thing. Or sometimes we say certain things because we didn't know or we don't know at that time that we actually mean this other thing. So, right, notice how you are, we're all, we're acknowledging and we're respecting that there is this layers upon layers of information and we need to be respectful of that process, right? And it is very crucial on how you can read other people, right? So those are the top three things that I wanted to share with you. Now, we want to move on. I want to move to, for a minute here, to talk about how to read not just somebody that you know, somebody that's your family, somebody that's your friends that you're familiar with, that you kind of know their, their tics and, you know, hot button issues. What if it's someone who you've never met before? Can you read anyone, essentially anyone who comes your way, right? Who DMs you and say, hey, um, Josh, I really need this. Or, hey, Caitlin, I yeah, I looked at your website. Um, you know, can you tell tell me a little bit more about this other thing? And so we wanted to kind of get further into the iceberg. So earlier on, we talked about the three important things that created that iceberg that we can kind of see at the tip, right? On a deeper level. How can you avoid making mistakes when you're trying to read anyone? And what exactly are some of the most charismatic leaders out there know about reading anyone? What reading has, what reading someone else has to do with reading yourself, right? All of these things, we want to go a little bit deeper. And what this means is let's first talk about ways to read anyone. And I wanted to share with you a few things that 
I think is so important when we're trying to read other people. And again, it is not a one-way street. It is an active engagement both ways. Everybody does this. And essentially, when you want to try to read somebody that you never met before, it is important to take a few seconds. What do I mean? I don't mean like take a few seconds and then you start kind of eyeing them up and down. What I mean is that at every point, when you're turning things from, you know, when they say one thing and then you ask them this other thing, when you are, uh, you know, when you uh, get this other answer and you respond to them back this other thing, right? Again, virtually or in person, you want to make sure that you give yourself and that other person a few seconds. What does that mean? It means that when you give yourself a few seconds before you kind of jump in with that knee-jerk reaction of, I want to say X because I've been thinking about talking about X, is you allow for almost like a period in the sentence to occur, right? It's not a run-on sentence. It's, that's kind of the analogy, right? You don't want to run into the next sentence because when somebody just said something, let's just say, oh, my dog just passed away. And, um, you know, and you kind of let a couple of sentences simmer in, you get a couple of seconds simmer in, you get an idea of, you know, how important this dog might be. This is just an example, of course, how important this dog might be for this other person. And maybe this other person says, well, I've tried this other program and it didn't work for me. And if you give that sentence a couple of sentences before you come in with another question or an answer, you get the idea that, huh, okay, this program hasn't worked for them. Now, is the following question really should be about whether it is a situational thing, like it didn't work for them because they were busy or was it that they didn't work, uh, it didn't work for them because it was the wrong program, right? Or it doesn't work for them because maybe they actually were not the right buyer or whatever it is. So in that couple of seconds, you're able to create and recreate or um, re-improve your initial response, right? And on and on it goes, which is so, so important. And I want to kind of highlight how important this is because I don't think people think of things in this way. You know, you can tell from some of the most amazing listeners and people who read other people well, like Nelson Mandela, right? Like other certain other public figures who you know have made massive, massive changes in the world when it seems absolutely impossible. And it all stems from being able to read anyone and being able to give anyone, including yourself, those couple of seconds before you move on and move forward with another read. Again, allow that period, allow that comma, allow that semicolon to exist in between the sentences, right? Which, of course, from a practical standpoint, it means just giving a couple of seconds in between, um, asking, you know, in between questions and answers, which is important. So now I wanted to actually talk about... <laughs> How can you possibly, right? How can you possibly read anyone instantly? 
And um, earlier on, we talked about the few seconds that's important when you're reading anyone. And it's because you're giving, again, that few sentences gives yourself the benefit of the doubt. It's important. It's, it's respectful of the other person. It's also respectful of yourself. And it's respectful of the possibilities that can exist and laying down some of those assumptions. And what can you do to essentially, though, take this a step further today? How can you read anyone instantly today? What does that look like, right? Right away. So I wanted to actually share something that I sort of discovered by uh, by accident. And in my line of work, of course, I talked to a lot of people. And whether that was to research certain topics or to interview other people, right, or to share the ways that I can support them, it almost doesn't matter because what I discovered was that after three to five iterations, I realize, I always realize that there's a pattern. So you want to be looking for pattern recognition if you're trying to read anyone instantly today. And so in, obviously, like I had just mentioned earlier, it is an active process. You're asking great questions, beautiful questions, and those things are all important. And in those questions, you will realize, right, if you have asked the right questions, you will realize that after three to five questions that there's usually a pattern. And when you're able to find certain patterns, you can read whether this person is serious about wanting to work with you, whether this person has had a terrible experience and how that might inform their perception of whether or not they need what you have to offer, right? That's also important as well. And so with that pattern recognition, you will realize what's important. You will realize that, oh my goodness, they've avoided this topic in the past two questions that I've asked them about it. Why is that? Something's going on here. Should I dig deeper? Should I let it go? Should I put a, you know, push the pedal or should I push the brakes? It's up to you. But through the power of, you know, beautiful, meaningful iterations, you'll get to uncover something quite magical here. And you can suddenly, you can suddenly open up doors to create opportunities to build something together. And, you know, again, going back to the question of when do you know when it's, when it's time to ask, because this is such an organic process, you will know once you give a, somebody a few seconds, right? Being respectful of that period, that uh, that semicolon, that comma in between sentences, those a couple of golden seconds in between questions and answers so that you're being respectful of the possibilities and the likelihood that maybe what you're thinking is wrong and, or what you're thinking is right. And also, if you want to read it, it read other people instantly, it is about just having that three to five uh, questions or iterations that consequentially form the bigger picture, right? And of course, many, many more things about this. We can unpack this some more. I cannot wait to talk more deeply about this in uh, other episodes. There are so much more that we can unpack and so much, so many more ways that you can benefit from all of the things that we talked about. So 
Don't forget to hit follow or subscribe. Growth Solvers, let's keep growing. 